1: This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Annie Gibson. I'm Helen Thorne. And who have we got today for our guest, Helen? We've got Davinia from Raincheck, man. Hi, Davinia. Hi. How are you? I'm awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me. We're excited because we're doing a money special, Ellie. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. We've never done a money special. We have not. We uh, like money. We do,
1: but we're terrible at it. We're so. Really crap. <laughs> so thank you. Basically, Davinia, this is just going to be you sort of. Out. I mean, this is just free financial all advice. Me. Just free financial advice. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself for us? Tell tell us who you are, Davinia. Okay. So I'm
3: Davinia, and I'm the founder of Raincheck, which is a new concept in financial services that's designed exclusively for women.
1: Yes. Wow. But that. Please tell me that doesn't mean like pink checkbooks and all oh that my God. bullshit. No nothing i mean there's a night nice, there's a nice bit of millennial
3: pink but that's like an accent color right okay and, they, and with, let guess, with, the baby blue with marble
1: blue. and rose gold yeah. i was yeah. gonna say <laughs> <laughs> our primary color is a bit of baby blue oh, which i think is nice you know nice and, and neutral yummy. so what the, what the, what's the service you offer then do you come around people's houses count up the money in their piggy bank tell them to stop buying fags what do you do <laughs> um well Raincheck is basically an
3: annual membership service so what we do is to help women to take control of their financial futures And we do that by offering financial education on the basis that a large part of women's challenge around money comes from the fact that we're not communicated with effectively by the financial services industry at large. So that's the first part of it. The second part. Those guys. Oh, they really <laughs> get my goat. them oh, financial right. service industry pricks. And they carry <laughs> yeah, we're going to come on to them. <laughs> the second part of it is the financial planning and the advice, which is delivered via Zoom because it's really important to me as a Brummie that um, we're able to reach women right across the country. So that's delivered via video conference technology. We have a qualified and regulated female financial advisor on the basis that we recognise that women respond better to women when it comes to the sensitive topic of money. And then the third part of the service is rainmaker community events. So all RainCheck customers are referred to as rainmakers. And they are basically a tribe of women who are like-minded. They are wanting to take control of their lives and their finances. We bring them together wherever they live across the country and we host really nice boutique-y events for them.
1: Yes. Is there wine? Oh, that's what I was going to ask.
3: <laughs> there's wine, there's Prosecco. There are lovely canapes and cupcakes. Oh, well. my goodness. The first event will be in November in London.
1: And, and hardcore London. money chat. What? Yeah. We uh, all the canapes, need there. That- the canapes are in the shape, in the shape of £50 notes. <laughs> Please tell me that's true. Please tell me that's true. <laughs> That's amazing. So why why did you decide that there was this need for a, a service that targeted women specifically?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of harks back to my background within the investment management industry. So I spent the last 15 years working within either investment management or professional services. And I recognise that as a marketeer, obviously being exposed to um, huge amounts of data about the customer base and our demographics, that women are just seemed to be uh, underrepresented so when it came Mm. to either being clients or the money that we were managing on their behalf for some reason the proportion of women that we looked after was negligible and so I felt compelled to do something about it and I guess being a mom as well and a mother of two daughters I have a vested interest in doing
1: something for future generations too yes
2: awesome
1: i'm feeling inspired thorn
2: (laughs) absolutely because i've got my my best friend taz is in 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 finance and she went to a a panel talk recently about finance and like a professional development thing and all the people on the panel were men
4: and Mm. she stood up
2: turned on her heels and walked out and said i would like her a refund for this panel talk and i'm not coming back until you represent women and she said she felt high afterwards but she's been working in finance for 20 years and we've had similar conversations she said everything is targeted towards men it's by men for men absolutely and yeah but so why did you I mean knowing that why did you want to go into finance in the first place does it do you really get like this is it you get the buzz did you just want to meet your boyfriend? <laughs> Okay, yeah. so so what motivated you? Yeah. That's yeah. what I want to know. Because Ellie Ellie's come Ellie's come from like video games, which is all men. Yeah, I I, I worked um you know having worked in comedy, which is largely men. So you know like it, it's it's you kind of want to kick some balls, really. There is a bit of that. I think I have to say, as a child of the '80s
3: unfortunately the, like I don't have a really really exciting story about why I wanted to get into finance I was just heavily influenced by film so anybody remember Working Girl <gasps> oh, oh shut oh, up oh, shut oh, up oh,
1: shut, oh, up, oh, shut wait, up that's like your favourite <laughs> that's like your favourite <laughs> film oh my god do we, you know uh, who the people are She's she's actually good. got waver, and I choose what the <laughs> so oh my who do I get to be but unfortunately <laughs> the 80s was a different time to be here people who <laughs> were not adequately represented to apologise on behalf of all the other people sorry sorry this, this, this is what we're going to do we're going Re- yeah, to remake working girl and you are going to be that's <laughs> it hey <That's laughs> it's
2: <That's laughs> a
1: modern it's a modern time it's a modern, it's a modern time, time. So why not i love places. working girl this is yeah. much, just in case you don't believe me this is how much i love working girl you know the the theme tune the carly simon let the river run that goes over the end, Yeah. There. I had that played as I walked down the aisle at my wedding. No way. Fuck yes. Oh my god. And I remember like a few months before saying to my mum, she's like, Have you chosen your aisle music? And I was like, Yeah and she'd never seen, she'd never heard of Working Girl, she'd not seen the film. And I said, Yeah, it's from this film, Working Girl. And she was like, You co- what? <laughs> wedding? And she thought it was a film about prostitution. Of <laughs>
3: Yeah, I love yes. Working Girl. So yeah, I remember, although perhaps my have exposed me to Working Girl at the age that I was, which was probably six, yeah. but either way, it left a lasting impression and I wanted to be badass like that. That's really why I went into finance. I was just seduced by the idea of working with the stock market and, and oh, and the other thing, trading places with Eddie Murphy. Oh, I was a huge Eddie yes. Murphy fan. So in my mind, investing or the world of finance just meant kind of trading frozen concentrated orange juice Massive, or whatever it was. Massive yeah. phones, You trust. know, and the big <laughs> trust. Trust.
1: Just, yeah, just getting out of ferry every day in a puffball skirt to buy Buy, sell, sell. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, shoulder pads. that's Go. my story Oh wow, that's awesome so then, so then what was your job before you were doing rain check? You were a proper... Yeah, so I was a head of marketing for an alternative investments company Oh, I don't even know what that is to be honest So it's
3: basically, when you think about investing People tend to think about stock market investing So buying and selling shares in companies Alternative investments are basically anything other than that So we were selling tax efficient investing products Which sounds really boring and is But has a very unique purpose which I will tell people about if they ever become rain check customers.
1: Ah, there we are. There's the see. hook. There's, there's, there's she the knows hook. what
2: she's doing. All <laughs> very good, very good. And so, I mean, like, you know, we, we had icons like Working go in the 80s, but there's been very few champions and female champions talking about women, uh, talking about women, sorry, very few champions talking about money. Why do you think we are scared as women to talk about money or why? I mean, there's a, this great quote a couple of years ago uh, from Kate Winslet who said, "You know, it, it's vulgar to talk about pay when there was a big pay dispute." Ellie wrote an excellent blog in retort. Well, mm. you know, they, yeah. that was the days when blogs were a thing. It was a different time.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> they the time just, it was very they good. They just
2: swear on Instagram a bit. But, um, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think about? It? Do you think we should all be telling each other how much we earn? Absolutely. And I think it's so funny.
3: I think having grown up within the investment management industry and starting on a graduate scheme way back when we were almost, it was kind of drilled into us from day one. We don't talk about money. Mm. And they would, you know, I mean, it wasn't quite written into our contracts, but it was almost the, not even an unspoken rule. HR would tell you on day one, you are not to discuss salary bonuses. And then they would give you all this bullshit about, oh, well, the reason we don't want you to talk about it is because, you know, there are variances in pay and bonus for all of these different reasons that we can't explain to you. And they're really complex and obscure. When actually it's just smoke and mirrors to, to, Get people to accept less money than they deserve Mm. and so I think it's really important that you do talk about it because that's the only way to know if somebody that is of an equivalent grade of an equivalent level of experience is being paid more or less than you and it give you bargaining power so that you can negotiate
1: something that you are worth. Mm. In fact, I should tell you, Helen. I've been paying myself four times as much as you for the last three years. You just never take the job. Damn it, out, Ellie! So away with it. it.
2: I think it was the gold bathroom that gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> We're drinking out of Ellie's Louboutins right now. Um, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It is strange that we feel like that's. But. Uh, it, it's a, and it's a bit like the Me Too movement. It's a bit like, and as soon as you start talking about it, the stigma's gone or the shame has gone as yeah, well. I agree. And I think, you know, and we're so ingrained not to ask for pay rises, just go, oh, thank you for the money. Thank yes. You for, thank you for That's the magic beans. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I've learnt a lot from Ellie. Ellie's been really good when we've, you know, we're freelance workers. So mm. we only get Given what we ask for or what people think we're worth yes. rather than a salary, um, and often people go, Oh, well, how about this? I'm like, Oh, lovely, Ellie's like, No, yes, no, <laughs> no we need more than two pounds each in this <laughs> two <through> hour show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> shan't have it yeah. but I was that's a skill and I've said this before that's a skill that sort of perhaps embarrassingly I learned from men because mm-hmm. I did work in the games industry where most people certainly back in the day were men it's changed now but when I started out and yeah I would watch these men go into these appraisals and just ask for a pay rise and I was like you know, I was raised by cool, li- liberal people, but we never really talked about that. And I'd sort of had, somehow got this idea that that was an embarrassing, greedy don't thing. Don't make a, fuss. To don't do, make yeah, a yeah, fuss, don't make a fuss. Yeah, don't make it. don't rock the boat. Mm. And then they would come out and they would go, yeah. And they'd go, yeah, I've got pay rise. And you go, how? And but go, i why, why I just ask asked. for it? Mm. So I was like, oh, well that's, you know. And then also when I became a freelancer, again, I was like, oh, I could ask for like £50 pounds more or say this is going to take me longer than you're saying. And people nine times out of 10 would go, yeah, fair enough. Have some more money. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, this is magical!" <laughs> <laughs> you wizard, I Ellie. Know. the
3: power of asking. Mm. It's so important. I, I also think, um, and this is not necessarily a uniquely female phenomenon, but I think there's probably a cultural difference as well with the Brits. So haven't worked in finance. I mean, in the city, you've got people from. France and Germany and Americans Americans are not afraid particularly American women they will ask for more money and Mm -hmm. so being exposed to them and being influenced by them helped me to develop my confidence around those salary negotiations and not just at appraisal time I think that's the other misconception you know feeling like oh you know I've done a really good job or three people in the team have left and I'm we're down to a team of one me I'm doing all the work now and I'm you know punching well above my weight let me wait until another 9 months before i ask for a salary increase no like ask at the point that you think you know you're you're delivering more value than the job necessitated
1: yeah
2: and how do you do that like you know, where Ellie and I've got a bit of a policy about the shit sandwich going like you, you you do the nicey nicey bit and then you go for the hardcore bit and then the nicey nicey bit. Or sometimes I mean,
1: we even do like good cock, bad cock, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, hey, this job sounds great, and they'll be like, Yes, it
2: and I'll be like, Yes, it does. How much money? Not enough. <laughs> and I go, like, Thank you so much, you really I love your hair. Um <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. You know, like we just do that sort of thing. So how would you how what's your sort of strategy for for, for asking for more money? For more money. Well,
3: I always feel like the first thing you've got to do is go armed with information so there's I mean I guess if you're a freelancer then it's you know looking within your your market to go what are other people charging like am I massively underselling myself and I I think as women we might say so for example for me as a new entrepreneur I might go okay well if I'm speaking at an event and you know I I think that I should be paid this amount of money to be you know to to speak on this panel or whatever it might be I will sometimes go oh but I'm new to the I'm I'm a new entrepreneur so it's okay for me to be paid half what everyone else is paid and I'm like hang on a second Dave. rain check is new but you are not new to this industry you have 15 years of experience and your your experience is worth something so Mm -hmm. I think it's you know recognizing your own value and what you're bringing to the table because uh, you know in in the example that I'm giving about speaking they wouldn't ask me if they didn't think that my expertise had a value so mm. I need to recognise it myself. That's the first thing. Of course, the second thing, as I was touching on, was just looking across the industry, looking at your peer group, whether you work for yourself or work for a company. There are loads of research reports that will say for this grade in this industry, this is kind of the banding. This is the, oh, so the highest level, go level. It. Just go yeah, Google it. Yeah, Google it awesome don't be afraid to google it so make sure that you're researching and then just ask your colleagues like a friendly colleague like don't just ambush someone and be like how much you put like it's just not by the water cooler that's going to put people off and make them afraid of you but just ask people that you're friendly with in the office Mm. and then that will help you just go armed with information and i think the other thing to say is when you go into those discussions with your line manager or whoever don't feel like a no is like a concrete no it might be okay no for these reasons but the no might actually be a not yet Mm. so don't be afraid to go back in three months time or to be quite prescriptive with them about okay tell me why I can't get the pay increase now what do I need to do to get there and then how long do I have to wait for it back Mm. them into a corner I would say
1: yes I am feeling empowered Helen (laughs) Excellent, I want a pay rise Helen I want a bloody pay rise I've googled it and So so can I ask you just a practical question for my own personal use, really? What, what's the deal with pensions? So I'm 41, I don't have a pension, my husband has a pension, I'm very mm-hmm. really confused about pensions, I have a stupid job, we obviously don't have a company pension scheme, unless you no. count the jam jar I keep down my bed with 50p of it. <laughs> um, what should I be doing? Do I need a pension, Dvinia? I think you should get a pension. It's okay. one of the the best and most tax
3: efficient ways of saving for later life, which sounds like a boring thing to say. But effectively, it just means that the government is giving you free money. If you put your money into a pension, they will ensure that it's tax free, they will protect it from you know income tax, capital gains tax. So... It's, it's just a nice and efficient way of saving for later life and we know that all of the, the research which is, this is a real downer but research points to the fact that women despite living longer than men save up to five times less for later life so there's a real imperative for us to just think more broadly about what we can be doing to prepare and I think pensions are the best way to do that you can save up to 40 grand a year tax free which I think is I, th- I think that's you know a good a good place to start i'm not mm. suggesting you should you have 40 grand that you can put into your pension i mean every you've seen my, my house,
1: house. <laughs> <laughs> your house <laughs> is awesome um, but
3: yeah i think yeah i really think that it's something that and there are self-invested pension plans which are designed to suit freelancers contractors um and people that are not part of not of occupational pension schemes so i would start there
1: so can, can you just google it or do you need a financial advisor <coughs> what, what should you do you can google it um i would recommend that for
3: something like a pension that it is it can be worthwhile seeing a financial advisor. I'm not saying that because I'm in the business of offering financial planning advice, but I think it's useful to have someone that can look at your specific circumstances, look at you know how many dependents you have, where you are in your phase of life, what you're striving towards what your goals are, and help you design something that's specifically suited to you mm. versus you just going and picking something random off the internet and then finding when you're sixty that actually it didn't it it's not doing the job mm.
1: right.
2: Good. Yeah, I've got I've got some pensions I started ages ago, and then I get the statement every year, and I go, "Oh fuck, it's it grew a bit." Like, <laughs> it's actually quite quite handy, yeah. and then I'm like, maybe I should put some money into it. Um, it's just something like with legal in general, or one of one of those sort of ones. But um, yeah, it is quite quite a handy thing. And then there's a whole lot in Australia that I've just left. Uh, oh wow, no idea. But they they presumably have got slightly more. Um, but yeah, because I, I think. Uh, the whole term investment or shares or all that sort of stuff it feels very foreign and very scary and a little bit risky. Yeah. But so, what sort of advice are you would you give our listeners? Because I know, I know, like my dad has it. Oh, he's got like a stockbroker, and I'm pretty sure my mum doesn't do anything with that. But it's still, that is their money. Mm. Um. But yeah, dad goes and sees his stockbroker and does that sort of stuff. But I don't want to be that. I don't want to be the that, oh, you do the money stuff, honey, I want to have the knowledge and know where things are going. So, I mean, obviously, we go to raincheck.com, but but what what, what was a broader advice would you give to women kind of thinking about more, you know, long-term investment stuff?
3: I think the one thing that I would say, which I think is good news, is that women are very diligent when it comes to saving. So all the research points to the fact that women, you know, even though we hear a lot of noise about, you know, women are not investing, women lack lack confidence, we're risk-averse and all of this, like, bad press actually, we save more than men, we save at a greater rate than men, when we do invest, we outperform men. So currently, we're not investing at anywhere near the same rate as men. But when we do invest, we outperform them in terms of the returns that we generate. So you know, the reason I'm mentioning that is because I want listeners to feel that, okay, I have research and data on my side, that if I do decide to take my first step into investing, that actually, I've got a good chance of doing quite well with it compared to my male counterparts. Um, I think, one thing that I would say is there is so much information out there um, from a personal finance perspective. It's covered in Vogue. I've seen it covered in good housekeeping and it's broken down in a really straightforward and relatable way. So don't be afraid to kind of um, in the usual um, outlets that you might look at the usual um, articles or um, papers or whatever it is, you know, whatever media you consume, whether it's Instagram or whatever else, it's presented in, in bite-sized chunks. So there are some really good sources that you can follow and, um, Vestpod is one of them. Um, Financially Fab is another one. So you can follow them on Instagram. I think they're really good at providing um, really, as I said, kind of bite-sized chunks of information. Um, The other thing that I would say is that don't be afraid to start small. So from a practical perspective, I think lots of people feel overwhelmed by this idea of investing because they think, oh, my gosh, it's the preserve of the wealthy. I've got to have millions of pounds or hundreds of thousands of pounds before I get started. When actually one of the best things about fintech is that all of these innovations mean that they're creating or making it more um, accessible for the average investor. So you can invest from as little as a pound um, in companies like Wealthify or Nutmeg. So there are lots of companies that are wanting to get people to invest Mm -hmm. and making it easy for you to do it from your smartphone. So I would start small and then build it up because, of course, the power of compounding means that your £1 today is a tenner tomorrow or next year or next week. Um, So don't be afraid to start. And then the other thing that I would say about um, saving in particular, so as I say, women are much better than men when it comes to saving in the first place, but don't feel like it's a buzzkill. So I think there's a psychological thing about saving where people, particularly if you live in London, which is so expensive, everything's expensive. Mm. So childcare, breathing, I think in London <laughs> is super expensive. You can do a course in breathing in London. Like, <laughs> yeah. It will cost you money. But it yeah. can put. I think it can put people off from going oh my god, I'm I'm saving for a house or I'm already so cash strapped, my rent or my mortgage and my childcare and everything else, I just don't have the room for saving. But actually, if you think about it in percentage terms, so there's a really good um, rule, which is the 50-30-20 rule, which basically says if you have um, 50% of your outgoings that you um, attribute to your needs, so all of your bills, your food, your childcare, 30% to wants, so all of the things that you want to do that you like to do, so you don't feel that you're sacrificing because i think anybody that feels that like they're sacrificing you're just not going to commit and then you put 20 percent into savings and investing and that's a nice way to help you frame what you should be doing with your money it doesn't have to be those proportions but it's a good place to start so i think mm. those are the things that i would say to get started
1: what if you what if you have some bad habits now i used to know you know when you have a baby and you're up in the middle of the night yeah and you just find yourself on amazon or on asos and then you sort of just go you eventually you go to sleep and three days later this enormous parcel that you don't even remember ordering <laughs> turns up. Oh yeah. Uh have you do, even as a yes. financial person you've experienced this phenomenon mm. lots what's how how do we, oh. how do, we, <laughs> how do we, help me help me stop? Divina, help me stop. <laughs>
3: I think the I mean again with fintech so there are uh, Monzo what for example fintech, sorry. so basically fintech is basically financial technology okay so it's yeah um the abbreviated uh, version of that and there are all of so is the a monzo that's the orange card yes this, this is coral that, card yeah um is a great example or nutmeg as a robo-advisor is another example of a fintech company and a robo-advisor is basically it's basically an online investing account so it enables you to invest through an app really simply it's really straightforward
1: but i think there are but in, a robot is investing your money yeah fucking brilliant exactly I am one step <laughs> close to living in Westworld which is my <laughs> ultimate dream I am getting myself a fucking robot bank manager that is amazing I'm in <laughs> um so, yeah, so... Oh, my gosh, you've made me forget the crush. Sorry, yeah, no, 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 no. so I was asking you about... Um, yeah, so, like, yeah, you ha- you got, how do you habits, sort of... Yeah, if, if you've, you've got, got bad, bad habits. habits.
3: So the reason I brought up FinTech was to say that there are um, companies like Monzo that enable you to put your money into separate pots. And so that means your money is potentially ring-fenced by you, so you'll establish what your financial goals are. So it might be, this is money that I'm saving for, I don't know, building an outhouse a robot 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 house or i'm saving for a wedding or i'm saving to get on the property ladder whatever it might be and you put your money into different pots and it's kind of siphoned off as soon as you get paid each month um and then that money you don't touch and then the rest of the money if you want to be frivolous or do the random middle of the night asos thing it doesn't really matter i mean ultimately you can send it back but it doesn't matter because you have apportioned some money for your frivolities and your habits the, yeah, the the terrible aspects of your yeah. personality, lack of self. I control. think it's just important yeah. that you have, you know, as long as people are clear on their goals, and you know, rather than it being random, because I think that's another thing that can lead people astray or lead people to thinking there's no point in me doing this because you're you're not clear on what you're striving towards. Mm-hmm. But if you know, oh, actually, this part of money is for my children's education. If you don't have children, it might be I had an aspiration to go and write a book on a beach when I'm 45 or 50 for example and if you know that that's what you're striving towards then you're far less likely to be eating into that money with the habits
1: yeah. I would say but for a lot of people it is about survival day to day isn't mm. it because I remember yeah. like, being on maternity leave and you and I had mm. not long started Scummy Mummies and we yeah. just we just didn't make any money
2: no we, we used
1: to, we used to yeah. when we first started those shows at Hobb we used to make I think like £50 profit per show and then we just
2: spend that on wigs for the next show <laughs> yeah. so like it was not it was financially we worked all month we would work yeah. all month on a show and get fifty quid at the end, but that was sort of the investment. That now we we have that show that's really good. Yeah, but we had the luxury of and a lot of wigs. So that so good. many wigs. <laughs> yeah, but we had the luxury in that. Um, yeah, we we had yeah. We we had little boys that we could sort of leave to play, and yeah. then we'd work around it and all that sort of stuff. Which I'm sure many of our listeners would identify with that you just sort of eke out time mm. um, at the time. But um, yeah, it is. It's really hard. And like yeah, our, there was a the couple of years where I we would just 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 make that month, and then the next, yeah. and then it feels like on the first day of the month, all the money went out. Yeah, as soon as it came in all that like yeah, all all the, yeah and i think that was yeah and just going mm. fuck how we're we gonna do week four yeah that, that have, you, have you got thing. any
1: tips for getting through those lean times when you're really you know i think i mean
3: one of the things that i would say because i'm exactly the same everything you're saying like and particularly being nine months into this journey so rain Checker was launched nine months ago but you know we, as we were talking as we were discussing before you know i feel like it's live. it's kind of existed in my head and my heart for ages. it's like my third child mm. um and so, you know, having moved, particularly coming from a finance background and then suddenly being a startup founder, I mean, you you know, I, I tried to be very sensible and kind of put money away into one of these pots, you know, even while I was working and earning a full time salary so that I'd be able to, to kind of sustain myself for a good year or two afterwards. Of course, you burn through the cash really quickly because you get excited. And suddenly I'm like, I'm obsessed with the website. I'm obsessed as a marketer, I'm obsessed with all of these um, elements of brand. And then you realize, oh, my God, like there's no money and you're not generating the money that you used to. One of the things that I have found is that um, not spending money on office space and things like that, so being... Being seduced by the Instagrammer, the freelance influencer lifestyle and that culture that exists on Instagram, because women are the biggest consumers of Instagram and I know that there are times when I go on there and I'm like, oh, I I need to go and and freelance in WeWork or I need to be working in some cool co-working space because that's... With lots of marble and rose gold. yeah, I want cactuses all around me.
1: This is it, you (laughs) know. I want
3: word art on every wall. Exactly. (laughs) You become obsessed by that and I'm not suggesting that the listeners are like that, but there is something about looking you know being quite um honest and brutal with yourself and treating yourself as the company and going okay let me do my my financial statements and look at your cash flow do your profit and loss account look at your balance sheet and go what are my assets and liabilities and then find a way to kind of skim off any of those random things that you don't need so for me I used to spend probably 15 pounds a day on lunches I don't spend £15 a day on lunches now because I'm at home and I can eat whatever I want and it's just part of my regular
1: grocery bill. Um, so that's why... But see, so if I'm at home, I just like to eat champagne and lobster for lunch every day. <laughs> so oh. it doesn't work It's a false economy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but there's that. The other thing that I found is that you you end up with a lot of random subscriptions. When you're earning a full-time salary, there's a lot of things that you just sign up for. Like I had an economy subscription that was running in the background. I don't even think they... They'd sent them to me in like ages but I was still mm. paying for that subscription. There are loads of random things if you look at your standing orders and direct debits that we probably wouldn't even know that we were paying for but you just become so used to that mm. and that's probably that's another way to kind of cut some fat as well. And then just being creative like doing skill swaps. So you find that when you become a freelancer or you start working for yourself that there are other people you become exposed to a community of other women doing similar things. There are several groups on Facebook, LinkedIn and elsewhere and rather than you actually paying for services you can exchange so yeah. i can um run workshops for other freelancers where you know i'm talking about finance and these are some of the tips and you know some of the techniques that you might use to get on the just get on start your investment journey for example and in exchange they might say okay well i'll do some branding work for you or your website could do with a bit of a refresh and i can so i think that's another way as well So just yeah. get creative women are
1: basically awesome. women
3: are creative we're so resourceful
1: yeah excellent some of us
0: some of us <laughs> That's BetterHelp. H E L P.
1: Um, can we talk about kids then? Because so I've got two little boys. You've got two. Is it two, two girls. girls? You've got uh, mine are four and seven. How are yours? Five and almost two. The oh. almost is important because I think at two it gets more fun yeah in my mind (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, okay (laughs) it does it does does. you know yeah but um so i yeah and again i'm like what what should i be doing for their future because obviously they're facing richard when i went to university it was free yeah if they want to go oh shit son you know Mm -hmm. you know you know buying a house now it seems to be impossible for the younger generation so what is there anything we can do to sort of you know what's the best thing we can do yeah, for them financially? I mean, there are a couple of options. Uh, one is, bizarrely, a child
3: pension. What? So there are children's pensions. Please Google it. Please Google <laughs> You're it. You're fucking making it up <laughs> Not now. You're God. making it up. There is a you can just say anything. Pension. You know that
1: we're idiots. You're just saying anything. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I promise you, there's a children's pension. Of course, they can't get access to it until they are pensioners. Um, so that's a great way of you wow. say, from day one, you can start saving for their long-term future and that's awesome the other thing which i think is slightly more accessible and slightly more um uh i guess relatable for people is a junior icer so yeah. um the junior i've heard of that yeah, yeah i've heard of that okay, exactly. yeah yeah um so i yeah. would always recommend particularly for a junior ice so of course
1: it's like a child who freezes your ice lollies when it's the summertime <laughs> um
3: so many of us have ISAs, and um, there are cash ISAs, there are stocks and shares ISAs. the same options exist for children um given that children don't need an emergency or a rainy day fund as we might and we don't and you know we always talk about a rainy day fund for adults i always say like you know roughly 3 months of your salary just to keep you tidied um, just keep you going in the event of an emergency that's how much you should, you should set aside I would so say, that's, is that separate to your savings or is that like so i would say it should be I always recommend that people have a stocks and shares... If, if you're going to take one of the two options, have a stocks and shares ISA because of the power of compounding and you've got to think about investing What's over compounding? the long term. So compounding is basically the way that your money accumulates over a period of time. Right. If you've got it in cash and you know, you'll know be, it will give you an interest rate, the bank or whoever your um, ISA provider is will say, OK, this ISA is going to give you 1.5% interest, but if inflation is 1.8%, that means the value of your cash savings are eroded over time because the inflation will mean that it's worth less than what you've deposited. Right. So I would always recommend stocks and shares, you're far more likely to outperform the stock market if you invest in a stocks and shares item than if you put your money into cash. But if you put it in stocks and shares, is there a risk you could lose your
1: money? There is a risk, there is a risk.
3: And I know that, so that's the thing, I think in people's minds, that's the big looming fear that you see, what you see are the big peaks and troughs in the stock market. And you feel like, oh my God, all my money is going to be wiped out overnight. When the reality is that it's smoothed out over time. And yes, there are the peaks and troughs. They're not as wild as it might appear in Working Girl or Trading Mm -hmm. Places. Um, But over an 18 year period, you are 99% more likely to outperform the stock market than you would be if your money was in cash. So you will generate a better return over oh. an 18-year period. But on the... So, and the reason that's important in the context of the junior ISA situation is that if you put your, your um, children's money or your money on behalf of your children into a junior ISA, they can't get access to it until they're 18, which is good. Although at 18, that might be problematic because it's kind of basically it's over to them. 25, and, 25, <laughs> 25, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but... Uh, in, so, But it, but the best thing that I would suggest, this is not financial advice, the best thing that I would suggest and what I do for my girls is to put the money into a stocks and shares ISA on the basis that it, over an 18-year period and over the long term,
1: it will outperform cash savings. So not a junior ISA, an actual stocks and shares. Put it into the
3: junior ISA. Put it into the junior ISA. The junior ISA. So there are two different options. So oh, so you can have a junior ISA that's yes, stocks, and, stocks shares and shares. Oh, no, absolutely. Oh, no. My oh, sorry. is just sorry, Being
1: so informed, I Deli. know, I'm creating confusion. <laughs> so no. a junior stocks and shares... Exactly, mm. yeah. You I mean, get something like
3: four and a half grand. You can put about four and a half grand into a junior stocks and shares ISA each tax year that's completely tax free. Okay. Yeah, so the adult one, you can put up to £20,000 into it each year that's tax free.
1: I but I always think like but you know Lehman Brothers and all of that and I know you know I grew up in the nineties with Black was it Black Friday or whatever the fuck oh and, um, and what was the Black one that Northern
2: Lights what was it it all went down the shitter oh I can't I don't know yeah, yeah. we yeah. had the
1: credit crunch we've
2: had yeah, yeah we've had yeah so, so big calamities that
1: we've had those in our lifetime I'm always a bit like yeah but what if all what if it all goes tits up Davinia I
3: know well I think the thing that I would always say is when people think about investing they always think about the stock market but investing there are so many different asset classes and by asset class I just mean different categories of investment so cash is one that you might think of and if you think about risk on a continuum um so from lowest risk to highest risk equities are kind of somewhere in the middle but then you've got bonds so a bond might you know it gives you a very steady um, rate of income so you'll get it might say your bond will generate six percent for you you'll get a dividend or you get a coupon in bond terminology but you get a return you know that it's going to be stable and bond is effectively debt so you will basically be lending your money to a company the company that has issued the bond to you and at the end of the term so the bond might be might last for three years or four years or five years at the end of the term they will pay back your principal amount whatever you invested but you will have generated that income over time so Mm. whatever the six percent or seven percent or whatever the bond value is so that's a different class of investment and i don't think people think of bonds when they think of investing all they're thinking is the scary swinging stock market Mm. there are so many other i mean bitcoin is another asset class not one that i would recommend no, no, not, not, not recommend. Bitcoin, no, no, I don't like Bitcoin. But there are so many different types of investment that people can select from. So that's something that I think is worth exploring. And I think it speaks to this this um this idea that we're not as informed as we could be. And, you know, that's why I love talking to women about this, because I think it kind of it's it's really enriching for me to speak to women who don't necessarily have this knowledge and to suddenly have them feel like, Oh my gosh, I get this. Like it's really mm. straightforward, there's no reason why I can't do this.
1: Yes. Apart from, of course, one day we will overthrow capitalism, Davinia, and return the means of production to the workers and redistribute. Uh, well, so that's something to look forward to, isn't it? Of course. But in the meantime, get a junior into stocks and shares. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Let's 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 get into it, Davinia. I'm gonna. want some nuggets of wisdom. Okay. If you're, you know, if you're a bit vague about your money, like me, you don't really know what you're doing. What are the top things we should be doing right now?
3: OK, so the first thing I think I mentioned earlier on that women are very diligent savers. So the, you may find that the vast majority of your listeners already have savings accounts. So if you are somebody that does have a savings account and it's in cash, move it from cash into a stocks and shares ISA. It's the most tax efficient and best way to save for the future. Um, And it means that you're much more likely to outperform the stock market than you would be if it was in cash. So as long as you've got your emergency rainy day fund, which is the next tip, so make sure that you've got at least I would probably say somewhere in the region in between three to six months of um, savings um, of your over of your salary saved for any emergencies that might arise. So that's the next thing that I would say. So again, back in the day for Helen,
1: that would have been one hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, her. exactly <laughs> right.
2: Oh my god. Yeah, because yeah, when I started out, when my baby was new, I I went back to work, and after I paid the fucking nursery, I had fifty quid. Oh my was working god, three days Still a week. So depressing. Um, and so. There was no, there was no fucking ice of time for me, and I'm sure, I'm sure the listener, there are listeners out there. So this is, this is, if you're not there yet, if you're not there yet, hold on to that. Don't be afraid to use
3: some of these new innovations in financial services to get you off the starting blocks. One that I really like is Moneybox. This is basically an app that you can download, and what it does is to round up every expenditure that you make on your, um, on your debit card to the nearest pound. It puts that um change into an account and when it reaches a certain amount then it's invested. It's invested on your business. It might be a tenner, might be twenty quid or whatever. But straight away you're investing and you won't even notice the difference. Fucking wizardry. It's yeah, amazing. It is.
2: Magic time. Love it. Yeah. And then
3: the final thing that I would say for people that are working for companies, um because we don't want to neglect them. So pensions auto-enrolment means that in the in this country, the UK government will basically top up your pension contributions. It's basically free money. If you work for a company and you're earning, I think it's over 10,000 pounds and you're at least 22, um, you will automatically be enrolled into your company pension scheme. Don't opt out of it if you can afford to. I know that feels excruciating. It can feel excruciating when you see how much money is going out of your paycheck. And you feel like, as we said, just breathing I could be spending that on Prosecco exactly but the power of compounding and the fact that we really do need to take our retirement seriously as women for various reasons the fact that we take time out of the workforce to have children and then there'll be gaps and holes in our pension provision and retirement savings it's really important that we maximize our opportunities to boost our retirement savings and if the government are giving us an incentive to do so we should take that incentive so that's another thing that i would suggest
1: yes boom absolutely nice it yes. oh awesome scenes all right. all right have we have we done financial chat we have
2: cracked that nut i man. think
1: so it's i'm very feeling good. i'm feeling massively rich already
2: <laughs> so rich can already see my future house made yes. of marble yes. and gold and yes. feathers millennial pink. in the millennial pink. <laughs> <laughs> just, Yes. just some random peacocks uh, walking through anyway let's let's Provide some unhelpful advice with some scummy mummy confessions. Yes, what a neat segue. Well done. I know. Very, very unhelpful. When, when, when we emailed Davinia, we said, "Oh, can you provide some scummy mummy confessions?" She's like, "How long you got?" (laughs) (laughs) So scumbag.
0: (laughs) Fire away.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: So, um, I mean, one that like I'm still traumatized by, particularly given like I'm somebody that's super tropical. Like my house has to be like minimum. 30 degrees at all times and it's summer and I have like my quilt on me coming yes. here I had a massive coat on yeah. yeah the reason I bring that up is to say at Christmas I was on holiday with my family in the Caribbean I took the two girls with me so they were then four and had just turned one um planes are freezing so when we're leaving the Caribbean obviously it was awesome we're kind of basking in the sunshine and the glory of like this um, beautiful tropical weather um on the night we were about to leave, and you know, you set out the children's clothes, I was being supremely organised, and I was like, yes, this is Mom goals. I've got all, <laughs> I've got the nappies there, I've got like the snack pack, I've got the iPad and the entertainment. Forgot to pack, the, leave the clothes out that the children were going to wear ah. on the plane to come back to London Gatwick in the freezing cold. They each had to wear flip-flops and a summer dress oh. on the flight oh. meanwhile i had a tracksuit on on everybody <laughs> was looking at me wondering why oh. the girls had these flimsy summer dresses yeah. no vest and i was like and you've just you, know, you just wrapped
1: them in the free. and i just wrapped them in the free blanket the free or oh. free fleece. The
2: Oh, love. Well oh, done. Yeah. Little
1: things, but they survive. <laughs> they survive. The yeah. They're all right.
2: Oh, well, that's that's pretty scummy. <laughs> uh, I'll take it down a notch, Ellie. Go for it. Um, I think I've got a wart on my ass. Um, oh, yeah. And so <laughs> nice. and yeah and and so the other day I was like, I think I've I've got to I've got to get my husband to check and I was just getting changed and he's like I said I, I think I've got a wart on my ass. and he's like, like like near the bum you know like near the near, near the, the hole." <laughs> yeah and, oh, and, and like, he, like, like a satellite <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah like, like a moon <laughs> like a yes <laughs> the moon of end. <event. laughs> that's right yeah like Saturn's ring literally and, uh, and, and he's like do you want me to have a look and I was like right. so I had to back up he was sitting on the bed oh, and he he, had he could little, have had his eye out I know he had to have a little look and he was like ooh i oh. got to get that looked at. I don't know why I'm sharing this. You're, you're, you're I'm enjoying picture. it. It was about cold children, and mine's just about maybe a disease. Um, so, so that's it, nice. Well, what's the, but I must know the end of the story. Yeah, is I've, it, got, I've got, I've is got it go to it go war? to the hospital. No, I've got to go to hospital. I've got to go to hospital. to a e right now. A standing for anus, oh. and E for emergency. Um, Can't you just burn it off with a lighter or That's something. what I, I would like. Know. That's what I thought. Yeah. Get some garden shears. Yes, that's what I'd like them. I just want them to get rid of it. I don't know why it came up. And it's not one of the 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 what do you call them the bum grapes it's not like that not a pile no it's, it's like a lump oh my god let's not talk about piles Heavy oh head. my god oh inside out second. and upside oh. down
3: <laughs> baby number two hell oh. i was like people have these and live
2: oh. terrible yeah Alpha, i know i know lots of friends have talked about that like yeah, piles yeah. it's no 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 picnic no did well, you we you were you all over that
1: I'm going to I mean, invest in that yeah, after this. Yeah. I'll tell you what, after talking to you, I'm going to invest in anal soul. I'm going to invest in Greggs. A... <laughs> Gregs will never go out of fashion. Yeah. I'm so
2: traumatised by this convo. <laughs> <laughs> did we put that on the running order? Anal warts and investments. I mean, yeah, this is... I think she wants a rain check on this conversation. <laughs> I think
1: um, she does. Boom, that was a good one. Yes. Yeah. Thank you
2: very much. Well, speaking of rain check,
1: where can people find out more about it? Where can they follow you and all that jazz? Um, Quite simply, it's raincheck.com.
3: So it's rain, like the weather, chq.com. And the same on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn
1: so modern oh, oh. davinia thank you so much for coming on and sharing your mm, financial wisdom i feel enlightened i know and hopefully richer that's what we're all here that's for. What money, all money, money 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 yeah. money well i actually when i said i was going to the toilet i actually went for your handbag and took out 25 <laughs> quid so i actually am richer so thanks for that all right excellent uh thank you for listening as always to the podcast uh, please tell your friends rate review
2: and subscribe uh and uh do come to our shows we're going up and down the country here there and everywhere uh, and just go to scummymummies.com for all the live dates and guess what Ellie what mate uh, it's our book oh yes yeah, it's still in print it's still in print not oh, me <laughs> <laughs> who knew unbelievable uh, I tell you this much about money don't write a fucking book <laughs> <laughs> that is an unwise investment <laughs> of your time <laughs> in terms of percentages I'd do something else.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're like,
2: JK Rowling. Yeah, like I don't know I like, don't know. Prostitution. St- yeah, empty a child's money box. <laughs> yeah. oh but our book's great. Uh so um what else do we have to say? Follow us on Instagram at Scummy Mummies. Please do and uh yeah just be nice to people have a nice day yeah, is that, is
1: that, is that, is that yeah that's that's something that's a nice thing to do not eat some
2: vegetables oh don't Depends
1: if you don't feel like it don't bother yeah, just yeah. have some more biscuits yeah go there on. we are life advice from the scummy mummies <laughs> always have a pen in your bag <laughs> <laughs> no that's, that's actually a really good one yeah <laughs> always take a jumper you'll agree with me on that,
2: <laughs> really? yes I will. if we you're not sure
1: take just take it just, just take, take it. the jumper yeah yeah Excellent. You never forget it, do We're, you? Winning at life, oh, no, We're winning it life, guys. We're winning it life. Thanks just... again, Davinia. You're welcome. Until next
2: time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
1: what are the top things we should be doing right now uh, if you're a mum and, or well, if just a person?
2: Mum or a person. Let me say that again. Uh, yes. yeah, sorry. Please put that in the outtakes. If you're a mum yeah. or a person.
1: Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> whether you're a mother or whether complaints. you're an other.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.